and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if you want to find out what's going on, check out Nostalgia Highway. Right, fellas? Right. Yeah. Give me a hole, guys. Hello! Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome hitchhikers to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't, or the no-frills bi-weekly movie review podcast where we have dug tirelessly through our personal stashes of nostalgic goodness for movies that we absolutely cannot go without watching during October and the Halloween season. Now, I'm no doctor, and I didn't recently stay at a Holiday Inn Express, but I'm fairly certain that if these three movies are not viewed during the confines of any given October, we will die. But uh, let's not keep the hitchhikers waiting any longer. We kept them waiting the entire month of September, and for that we are truly sorry. So, uh, but let's get right into the first review for the spooky season, guys, shall we? Woo! Again, we are sorry. (laughs) But we are back. (laughs) I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logson, and joining me for episode 46 out here on the highway are my co-hosts, who certainly know that murder and calm don't go together. Murder Murder. and calm? Calm? Murder? You think those things go together? I am the Lord Ketchum. I am Dave King of the Road. Thank you, Mayor, and thank you, fellow Rachelanians. Attaboy, Luther! Local reporter, pipsqueak, underdog... Luther Heggs is smitten by the town sweetheart, Alma. To prove his bravery, in her eyes, he must spend the night in the old Simmons mansion. L- let me clarify. <clears throat> he has been called brave. Uh, let me clarify this. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. T- tonight's review Tonight's review is a childhood favorite of mine. and. The electrician here must be a Democrat. <laughs> anyway, tonight's review is The Ghost and Mr. Chicken from 1966. Attaboy, Dave. This movie was directed by Alan Rafkin. It stars Don Knotts as Luther Heggs, Joan Staley as Alma Parker, Liam Redford as Mr. Kelsey, Dick Sargent as George Beckett, and Philip Ober as Nicholas Simmons. It is rated G and has a runtime of an hour and thirty minutes. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, I got something. I I got something here with the uh, cast here. Uh, what do you all know about Joan Staley, who played Alma? You know anything? Did you find out anything about her? She's a playmate. She, she, she was a playmate. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Miss November from 58. like I believe fifty eight. Yeah. 58. November. Yeah. Uh, worth the Google. My archives. Oh yeah. <laughs> worth the Google. Worth the Google. Yep. Um, but she was photographed very modestly for the time, and she was only partially nude. Um, but uh, she also had to wear a wig because she's a natural blonde, and they felt that the producers felt that she was too sexy being blonde, so they made her wear a wig, which was from yeah. another movie 
you know what that was was called, Dave? It was Claudia Cardinale that wore it. I don't know. But, I don't know. I, I heard okay. it when I was doing my research for this, but it didn't make the notes. Okay. Yeah. That, I thought that was what interesting. Wig, what wig did she steal this from? I did not know that. No, she didn't. She, <clears throat> she didn't steal it. It was just yeah. used. It was just yeah. used? Okay, right on. Right. <laughs> yeah. I kind of take her for a slut, though, even if she doesn't uh, portray that character in this movie, because... When uh, she's when they're talking about her relationship with Ollie, she says, "Oh, not as much as people think." What does that mean? When like Luther asks her, you know, "Oh, aren't you in Ollie?" and and she says, "Not as much as people think." And I'm like, "Right." What do you mean, not as much as people think? <laughs> what do people think, dude? Well, Ollie he seems hot. pretty. He seemed pretty adamant, you know, that that yeah. relationship was a go. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so. and it, and rightfully right. should have been. He has no chance with her in real life. No, this is maybe the most odd couple ever portrayed in film that worked out and they ended up married and come on give me a break man right. she wasn't after the looks man she wasn't after the looks she was after this, the heart you know oh yeah and the cowardice no, i was gonna say <laughs> she got it <laughs> this was released uh january 20th 1966 on an estimated seven hundred thousand dollar budget it earned 1.2 million during its first week making it the number one grossing movie of the week that's not bad uh oh yeah 66 it's at right. a rating of 7.3 on IMDb. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 67 with an audience score of 75. And you can't really stream this anywhere right now unless you pay for it on Amazon Prime for 3.99. Yeah. But, Is it worth it, Dave? Oh yeah, that's one, yeah. on Prime. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's worth it. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. This is a fa- this is a family favorite in the King House. Even though you know, honestly, I, I gotta admit. I'm probably the most interested in it in my family. <laughs> Everybody else is like, I know oh, I am. shit. Dad's making us watch that again this year. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at Christmas time in this house to watch Ghost of Mr. Chicken at Halloween. I hear you. I catch myself so, watching movies with the kids and everything, and um, and I know like a good part's about to come up, and I'm the dad that fucking will look over at the kids and see their <laughs> reaction and like... And then once it happens, I'm like, you know, yeah. like, right. So what yes. do you think? They're like, what the fuck you mean? You know? <laughs> yeah. They're not as into uh, it as we are. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kind of, it's kind of, or even worse, it. even worse, that moment's coming up and they're not paying any attention. You're just like, watch the movie. Yeah. And you watch, can't watch it. And you can't pay them enough to pay attention either. Right. I had no. this moment yesterday with Ashton where we were watching a uh, Legion of Doom match. I l- Googled the best Legion of Doom matches because I was, you know, paying my little personal tribute to Road Warrior Animal that died. And uh, yeah. Ashton, who loves wrestling, was just not in the mood to watch it with me last night. I was like, oh, man, come on, watch this. This is, you know, proclaimed as their best match of all time. It was against the Steiner Brothers at Starcade 96 oh, wow. or something. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good match, but... You know, you can't pay your kids to watch something if their mind is on yeah. Fortnite or YouTube or something. Right. right. TikTok or whatever TikTok. the hell they, uh. they're into. <laughs> well, let's take a little break here and have a message from our friends over at the Drive-By Podcast. Yeah. Do you like pro wrestling? Yeah. Are you tired of the same old recap podcast? Uh, duh. Do wrestling fans confuse you? More than you will ever know. Well, you're in luck. Join me, Mike J. And me, Mike S. Every Saturday for the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. 
Each week, we break down the ups and downs of main roster WWE and try to explain online fan outrage. And of course, we have the Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW covered from our unique viewpoints. That's the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. Still breaking hearts and breaking kayfabe. Uh, I guess that is what we say. It is. Okay, everybody, spoilers ahead, murder ahead, collusion ahead, garden cheers to the throat ahead. This movie has been one of my favorites since I was a kid. I think my dad put it on for me, although when I mentioned it to him more recently, he didn't recollect ever showing me this movie. But I'm almost positive the way I recall it as a young child. He put on the ghost of Mr. Chicken for me in October, you know, around Halloween time and for an older movie completely captivated me and inspired all kinds of ideas in my mind of, you know, cool, like haunted house type stuff. For me, I, my mom was the one that got me started on this because she, she was a Don Knotts fan from the Andy Griffith show. And, uh, you know, it was Mr. Furley on three's company. And, uh, so I got hooked on Don Knotts and I, I just, this and The Incredible Mr. Limpet was a very frequent double billing feature in my childhood. Um, I mean, I, I would say as a young kid, probably five to ten years old, those two movies were among my favorite movies to watch. That's a good combo. You know, because, because I, you know, I was raised watching Andy Griffith, you know, and I still, you know, to this day, I like watching the show, you know, I it's it's a good old fashioned wholesome show and Don Knotts sure. is he's he's awesome Andy Griffith's awesome it's just I don't know it it was a different time that I never got to experience but it, it's fun to visit you know watching mm-hmm. that show you know yeah. but are you, are, you, uh, are you familiar with the haunted house episode um, I am I have seen it and I actually found out that uh, Andy Griffith uh, suggested kind of riffing off of that episode for this movie sure and it's is. almost like there's a pretty striking similarity uh, oh, yeah. to the episode did, did the oh, episode yeah. happen after or before the movie no Andy Griffith show oh, finished airing yeah, this, before this was filmed okay okay it was the episode. yeah because he, he episode. got out of of the show to sign on with universal yes, for all yes. these movies and stuff. So, That's okay. Right. right. This was, this was his first movie after leaving the Andy Griffith show, but, uh, the ha- the actual episode is called haunted house and it aired October in 1963. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it involved a, a house called the Rimshaw house and Barney Gomer and Andy, uh, have to go retrieve a baseball, uh, for, of Opie's, uh, from this house and hilarity ensues. Yep. And Barney Fife is absolutely the same as, as what you get in this movie. Oh, no. Luther Heggs is yeah, Barney Luther Fife. Hags. Barney Fife oh. is Luther Heggs. Yeah, there's the uniform. Well, Don Knotts yeah, you know, plays, you know, any character he really plays, it's the same character it, for the most part. Yeah, he's kind of like Ernest yeah. <laughs> of his but, generation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because I, I really feel like – because, like, obviously, Ernest Scared Stupid. I mean, I, I remember my grandma took me to go see that in theaters, and I enjoyed it. And I, I've watched it, you know, in the past couple of years as an adult, and it's kind of, eh, you know. But as a kid, it yeah. was appealing. Same. 
all that Ernest Scared Stupid is, it's it's a it's a copycat of the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Yeah. And I kind of feel like this new Adam Sandler movie, this Hubie Halloween that's getting ready to come out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think by the time this come this episode comes out, I think it might be out. I feel like just given the premise of it, it's it's another ghost in Mr. Chicken. You know, the lovable loser of the town saves Halloween or saves the day, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna Never give it a like that. Yeah. I am too. I am too. Because that's a that'd be I, that'd be a good one to watch with the kids, I think. I know uh with Ket- as far as Ketchum goes, uh, he hasn't been impressed by an Adam Sandler movie since The Ridiculous Six. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I have not been. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one you thought was really good, huh? Ridiculous Six? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's I mean, yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. Uh, the other ones oh, have yeah. been just absolute shit. I mean, it, Ridiculous <laughs> Six is still ridiculous. I mean, so he likes it. He just don't want to admit it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like it about, better than like Jack and Jill and the uh, that one. Yes, the, there you go. Movie, uh, Zohan, I think. Okay. Um, the hairdressing. Zohan. Fucking yeah. Yeah, I don't like weird. that one. Um, I will. I will accept that. All right, cool. It's no Grown Ups though. You know. <laughs> no, it's not. No Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two are both amazing. I'm a fan. <laughs> amazing. Well, stop that smidge. But they're they're yeah. funny, they have good and spots. I can relate to them. So <laughs> I I really enjoyed seeing Steve Austin in part two. Part two, yeah, yeah. That the was end maybe, is really funny. Yeah. That was maybe Steve Austin's best acting role ever, because yeah. he didn't have any good acting roles ever. Right. So that was it. <laughs> Even better than the Longest Yard. Uh, he was pretty good in that. He was a dick. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you, Lord? Uh, what memories? Like, when did you get to this movie? Did you get to it as a kid? Like, yeah. So I I did not get a chance to watch this too often when I was a kid. Uh, I probably watched it maybe twice while I was growing up. Um, but it is a movie that my mother introduced me to. Um, if we were watching Don Knotts stuff, it, it was it, it was Andy Griffith Show or Three's Company. Um, yeah, we didn't really rent. The, the Don Knotts movies back in the day. I think we saw Mr. Limpet. We saw that. The Reluctant Astronaut was good. Huh? See, I've never even seen that one. I've never even seen that. I one. have seen it, but I think I've only seen it once and I was a kid and I don't really remember much about it, but I knew that I didn't like it as much as the incredible Mr. Limpet in this movie. The, the yeah. bo- Both the uh, Reluctant Astronaut and the Shakiest Gun in the West have like a really cool five-minute opening scene that you really like kind of base the whole movie on. And then it falls apart completely after that. They're almost mm. unwatchable after the opening bit, but mm. the opening bit is worth checking oh, out. Wow. So if you got okay. a short attention span, you know, just watch the uh, opening bit of both of those. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. No, but I made the kids sit down and we watched this movie together on upon rewatch. And, uh, Chelsea, my, my, my middle child did not care for it too much. She was in and out of it all the time. Now, uh, my oldest was, she was enthralled by it. She was captivated. She's watching it and she was uh, like, don't go in there. Or, you know, she was cheering them on and, uh, you know, and um, she was like at the wedding, she was all, oh, oh my God, oh my God. And, and you know, and, uh, and then at the end of the movie though, she pulled a, well, I don't know, dad, uh, I was like, so did you like it? And she goes, eh, it's okay, you know. But I could <laughs> tell she really liked it, you know. So she just wanted to be cool. But um, right. no, yeah. I, I know she liked it. That's cool. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I was actually telling King about this before we started recording. This is the first time ever in all of NHP history that we have done uh, an episode on a movie where I have watched the movie twice before recording it. I watched it once just to get my notes in, and then just a couple of nights ago, I watched it with the with the family. Kaylee very yeah. quickly just retreated to her room. Adrian yeah. and Janelle stayed in there. Adrian, I think she probably fell asleep within the first 30 minutes. <laughs> and Janelle fell asleep right around the time the trial was getting ready to begin. But she trial is heating up. Yeah, but she did like it, and she was very disappointed that she fell asleep, and she wants to know what happens. But uh, she she loved the uh, the speech scene. Um, she loved just a lot of the one liners. She she enjoyed right. it. She'd never seen it before, so nice. Oh, cool. So that that was the my family experience with this watching it. So that's cool. We all have our family watch. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that might be, I think that's an NHP first. Well, here's the thing. Most of the movies we do review, uh, I don't right. let my kids watch. So well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this you're not, is the, you're not quite ready G for it. Movie, yeah, so. G rated yeah. movie we've ever done. I mean, this is <laughs> wow. Vanilla as it gets. It's yeah. no psycho cop. I'll tell you that. No, <laughs> No, it was Return to Oz PG? It was PG. Okay, PG. I wasn't sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know. That fits both of them. Okay. No, like, for me, like, the kids' reaction to, like, Attaboy Luther, because they'd heard me say it, was, was like, the high spot for me. It was like, oh, yeah, they... They now get, know where I get that from. <laughs> you know? They're like, oh, that's that thing Dad says all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered why Dad calls me Luther when I do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. N now oh, you man. know, son. Now you know. <laughs> We've already kind of talked about some of the Andy Griffith show ties on this because there's numerous cast members that uh, were – somewhat regulars on the show and sometimes just yeah. one time people on there. But uh, I think most notably is Hal Smith who played Calver Weems in this. He was uh, Otis the drunk in uh, right. the Andy Griffith yeah. show. And apparently this guy just has a knack for playing a funny, lighthearted, inebriated man, you know, uh, because <laughs> he looks the part, he looks the part, he man. nails it. He nails it. I mean, he just comes in and he brings it. Yeah, I thought that was funny because, like, I remember the first time—not the first time that I seen it, but the first time I realized, I'm like, "Wait a minute, that looks like Otis." Yeah, uh, I thought that was pretty funny that they uh, they brought on a lot of the people from uh, from the show. It's a good way to get people to go and watch the show, you know. Oh well, they got members from the Andy Griffith show on there too, you know. And right, yeah, it's good marketing. Yeah, it's good marketing. It's good hiring. I think for 66, this was, you know, an all-star cast of people's TV favorites. Don Knotts is my hero. This this guy and this oh. character is the ultimate underdog. And I was like, man, this this is my guy. I'm going to get behind this guy. Yeah. He plays the perfect jittery coward. I mean, yeah. also, yes. you know, There's he's a lo loser and he gets the hot chick at the end. I mean, right. Totally yeah. slam dunks her. Yeah. He's an every man's man. <laughs> I absolutely adore Don Knotts. I mean, he, he is an icon. I mean, I think he's a goddamn national treasure, in my yeah, opinion. absolutely is. Yeah. We built um, a statue here in West Virginia for him, you know. Is there really? What? I didn't know this. Maybe I did know, and I just, I don't. 
But oh, we got a fucking statue in Morgantown, man. Over here in West oh, Virginia. Wow. On the good side of the river. Oh, he doesn't he oh, doesn't okay. go to Morgantown very often, dude. Yeah, well, that's a world winning football team. He don't like uh, anything with that blue and gold in it and shit. You know, so, yeah. Maize and blue. Yeah. It's a nice bronze statue at Morgantown for him. Really? That's cool, yeah, man. I, I, that's neat. But, okay, you kind of touched on it there, Ketchum, and uh, I have down that, like, name, is there anybody better that can play a neurotic spaz case better than Don Knotts? Uh, it's hard to think of any, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're sure. But, I mean, it, he, it, he, I think he's the guy that set the tone, you know. No, I, I think you're absolutely right, Ketchum. I mean, he, he, he set the bar. I mean, he is the godfather of the the spastic just flailing just out of control yeah. wily uh, you know worried person yeah. yeah he's so funny he's so funny rodney dangerfield kind of played the uh, cool <laughs> version of him in all his roles that's true it's i like didn't really the, think about that he's like the uh, too cool for everybody don knots yeah. i guess like speech wise yeah in a way um, cuz you know dangerfield was a very um i don't know hesitant speaker when i say hesitant like uh there there's a usually a stutter up to whatever he's going to say and everything and don now he could deliver without doing it but yeah. he played that really well you know so right i don't know and during during those times i mean he was it you know so that that was that was a that was a thing on television you know to to see the underdog you know prevail and everything right. He was a he was a OG underdog for sure. So I got some Don Knotts facts. You down for some Don Knotts facts, guys? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me hold on. Let me get my uh, ventriloquist dummy here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so there I, you go. Yeah. Hold, on, hold on. Yes, I am ready for some uh, for some facts here. Let's do it. <laughs> Listeners, I wish you could see what was happening right there. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Flawless yeah. ventriloquism is what's happening. <laughs> Either well, that or the, the Lord Ketchum had his finger stuck up a stuffed rabbit's ass. Attaboy, Luther! Yikes! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, the first thing I had down was uh, Don Knotts was a ventriloquist. So uh, good on you for picking up on that. Dude, that was like on Facebook hey. last week. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, okay. man. Oh, yeah. well, and here's the thing, you know, I live in West Virginia, you know, yeah. I'm from, I was born in Elkins, not too far well, away from Wardtown. I can, you know, I, I know, I know my history. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, honestly, then I think my goal is that maybe there is one thing on here that you don't know. So I'm sure that's, I'm sure you will get that, you know? Okay. Let's hear it. All right. He received his bachelor's degree in education from WVU in uh, 1948. Yeah. He enlisted in the army at 19 during World War II. Do you guys know what his real first name is? It's not Don. Oh, is it not Don? Is it Donald? No, no, no it's not that. No. You're like, ha ha! Jesse. <laughs> yes, very good. Yeah, but uh, and he hated it. And apparently, Andy Griffith would tease him all the time and call him Jesse just to rile him up. Which I. <laughs> That's all. Any good friend would like do that. It. Yeah. You know? Like well, in um, those days, you know, you probably thought that was a girl name, you know, and 
Jesse. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I got a Jesse James. He was the youngest of four brothers, and he had a troubled family life. His father had threatened his mother with a knife apparently multiple times, and I guess he, in his later years, spent some time in mental hospitals. And apparently, uh, he had a nervous breakdown upon learning that his wife was going to be pregnant with Don. And uh, he had an older brother that died of asthma uh, when Don was a teenager. And uh, he never retired from acting. Now, a lot of his yeah. later things he did, it was a lot of voice over, you know, acting in animation movies and things like that. But uh, uh, he worked right up until he died. And uh, he actually died the same day as fellow veteran actor Dennis Weaver. They were born a month and a half apart from each other, Dennis Weaver oh. being the elder. They both yeah. died at 81. Oh, February and Dennis 24th. Weaver, uh, he was probably most famous for being in the uh, Steven Spielberg movie Duel. That's what I remember right. him from. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one, too. Yeah. Call back to what you said about his uh, later animation roles. Like, I remember him in Chicken Little. I don't know if you remember. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, the reason I paid attention to that movie as well as I did, because it came out after I was, you know, above the age of 18, I think, was the fact that Don Knotts was doing a voice in it. And I was like, oh, I really want to sure. hear Don Knotts. And, right. So I remember he was uh, a principal in a movie. At, what was it? Big Bully with Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold. Is that right? Oh. He was the principal. Am I, oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I didn't see that one either. Now I want really? to kind of. I kind of want mm-hmm. to now. Yeah. It's it's not great, but it is a movie that I did like. It's about Rick Moranis coming back to his hometown and his childhood bully. Ended is it's Tom Arnold, mm-hmm. and uh, Rick Moranis is working at the school. And I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking of the same movie, Don Knotts is the principal, and he's just you know old Don Knotts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I kind of want to see that now. Yeah, what yeah, year was that? Eighties? Uh, it was nineties. Like yeah, I want to say early mid nineties, okay. maybe. Perhaps. So yeah, and that's all I got for Don Knotts facts. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, so yeah, you got me. I I knew almost all of it, but yeah, you slid cool. in one or two there. So good on you, buddy. Yes. All right. <laughs> Do you guys think the uh, house looked a lot like the Psycho House? Uh. I thought it, it was the Psycho House. Yeah, it's it not looks a lot like it, but it's obviously yeah. not. Yeah, it's it's definitely got differences that I distinguished, but I was like, that's the Psycho oh, really? House uh, peak, you know, the front steeple or whatever that sticks up from the house that has a little room with a window. So, from what I understand, that that um, Universal they had um, like pretty much prefab kits. Yeah. And those were the exact same kits, pretty much. You, right. you could dossy them up however you want to, you know, to make them look, you know, pertain to the movie. But the yeah. general design, this general shape and design, yeah, it's the same shit. I got you. I like the way it looked, though. So you don't get to see the house that neighbors the Simmons house, but do you know what house was the neighboring house to the Simmons house? Is it thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane? It most certainly is, King. Hell yeah, it is. Yes, it's the Munster's house. Hell yeah. yeah. I'd, love, so, I'd love if they'd included that just as an Easter egg, like they pan around and you see it there. That'd yes. be cool. Yes, I agree. So this is the same well, little cul-de-sac that the Burbs was filmed on. 
Yeah, I was gonna say uh, as soon as uh, Don Knotts is driving up in the beginning of the movie, you know, Luther's driving up and he sees the death of the one dude. You know, I was I was I was waiting for Corey Feldman to fucking jump out and say, "Yo, Rumsfeld," you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this neighborhood. <laughs> hey, pizza dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome though. Oh, Calver. Yeah. Yeah, Calver, what are yeah. you doing here? You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God, I love Don Knotts. Yeah, man. Yeah, that 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 was used uh, many times, man. The yeah, called. Oh yeah, there was a there was a bunch of shows and movies that were filmed there. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to talk about Luther Hags his uh, his groupies, you know. Uh, the, oh, yeah, the Psychic yeah, Occult man. Society of Rachel, Kansas, and uh, most notably Mrs. Yeah. Halcyon Maxwell and all her vibrating. <laughs> yes, that is an interesting little clan of people that uh, that's going on right there. Let me tell you, I mean, what was he, what, that? What, that's pretty that's pretty much your 1950s, 1960s witches, you know. Yeah, I think so, you know. The POSR. POSR. Psychic Auto Solomon. And I love Luther's reaction to that. He just he just kinda like throws up a wave like, you know, okay. You know, I acknowledge it, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know? Oh man. He does like that uh, Gump wave after the coaches see Gump on TV yes. and are like, "Is exactly that Gump?" <laughs> he does exactly that silly it. wave. Yes, that little hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's an interesting group of people, man. And I love like whenever they're all standing in a line, and you know, when uh, Mrs. Maxwell touches him, and they, it's like a, a jolt. They all feel it through them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that just goes to show you the times. You know, just people's mindsets on things. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. People, people wanted to believe back then. They didn't have, yeah. you know, the internet and the Googles and the YouTubes and all this stuff that they have now where you can very, very quickly debunk whatever it is you're trying to figure out, you know. Whereas back in those days, I mean, you just, you kind of, there was, there was a lot of doubt. And you're kind of like, well, yeah. I don't know, maybe, you know, at one time they thought the earth was flat. I mean, apparently there's still people that do think that somehow. I, I don't yeah, get right? that, but that's for another yeah, time right. and another show. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Haunted houses were a big thing, you know, back in those days. You know, the, and it, you yeah. get the, the house on Haunted Hill, you know, Vincent Price movie. You know, that's what, early yeah. early 60s, you know, so. When did the you know, Hammer movies, when, uh, were they primarily, was, were they 60s or 70s? Mid 60s, mid 60s. So right around well, this time, shit. I think actually, horror Dracula, shit. I was like, I want to say that was like fifty nine or something, sixty, early sixties. I'll have to, okay. I'll verify that real quick. But okay, this movie has its own like classification for me, though. I mean, it's not a, it's not a scary movie. It's not a comedy, but no. it's, it's it's the perfect ground between for me that I, I just kind of put it on its own shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Horror Dracula came out in 58 So yeah 
Oh, wow. Okay. What's cool about it is it's not a serious movie, but when you get that uh, Vic Mizzy score, mm-hmm. uh, yes. when that kicks in, it's like instantly this movie turns dead serious. And you're yeah. like, holy shit, there's like a real threat now, you know. It's I don't know, the, the, the scoring is essential to the this movie. It's very... Uh, yeah, it's very of, eerie and it captivates me well. very well. Yep. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who Vic Mizzy is, he also scored the Addams Family and uh, Green Acres theme. Yeah. So, yeah. I could argue that this is his best, like his masterpiece work that what he did in this, I could argue that I love the Adams family and, you know, green acres is cool, but right. I think it's between this and Adams family. And I don't know. I give the edge. It is for me too. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a one, a one B for me because I, I, I really, I obviously, even though I'm more of a monsters guy, but I mean, I love the Adams family, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's a tough one, but yeah, green acres is clearly the third one. For me, yeah. too. I agree. Uh, we get in that sequence where the the psychic occult society are all stretched out, you know, shocked by touching him. And we get one of his best uh, lines or, you know, sequence of lines in the movie during his speech in front of the town of Rachel. I just love how, how he goes up there and starts shaking the fucking papers. I mean, he's... <laughs> yeah, And then they uh, blow away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you that, that I'll, I'll be honest with you. That is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. That whole sequence, him being yeah. up there, him being nervous, how he's so fidgety and he's yeah. just, it's, it's incredible. It really is. And, and it's uh, absolutely just, it is spot on neurotic, spastic, just nervous as hell. I love it. It is it's, it's genius. It is comedic genius. And at no point does he ever really discuss anything you expect him to discuss regarding this night in the haunted mansion. <laughs> he's just he's talking about what is brave. Well, let me clarify. You know, and he's like, I yes. am brave. <laughs> yes. It, it, that I, that scene is absolutely amazing. Let me let me clarify this. <laughs> yeah, fucking amazing and hysterical, <laughs> and is the best scene in the movie for me. I'm thinking of the part where they read the newspaper uh, the day after he stays in the mansion, and like the cops are <laughs> they're reading it, and he, he says, "Suddenly there was a loud knocking on the wall." I remained cool. I remained cool. And the, yeah. and sure, the other, he did. The other cop says, "I'll bet." Yeah. <laughs> like you know. No way this motherfucker yes. remained cool at any point. Yes. In time. yes. Everybody knows Luther. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you uh, the, the scenes that I love was his like his 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 karate chopping. Oh his man, random yeah. karate chopping is hysterical. It is so funny, man. His I whole love body's it. a weapon. Yes. <laughs> Did that? That's, that's my favorite that's, line of this movie. Uh, mine know, too. Sure. Mine too. It's so yeah. much like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Right. <laughs> and now he just is up there with, on the porch with Alma, and he says it, and he's like, yeah, I've been studying it by mail for years. You know? <laughs> you dope. What are you <laughs> but he does but it use, works! He, he does use his whole body as a weapon against Mr. Simmons there at the finale. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 
He karate chops him to no effect, and he just throws himself <laughs> sideways. Cross body tackles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 80 pounds of himself for him. <laughs> right. Strong wind was about the same effect. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite scene in this movie is actually the, the court scene, dude. Oh, so yeah. Luther it's has the, the shittiest lawyer on the planet, dude. He, I mean, I don't remember a, a worse lawyer other than like I don't know if you guys remember the movie Sleepers with Dust, uh, Dustin oh, Hoffman playing a fucking uh, playing a good one. drunk lawyer and he was just absolutely fucking terrible. Dude, this guy is way worse than they did. Yeah, uh, man, I, I like it how you know the the one lawyer's like I'm gonna I'm gonna tear Luther up when he gets on the stand. And then he, he really does, and he shreds him. And, and then he called his first witness, and the <laughs> lawyer, his lawyer's like, I object. He invites, uh, he calls to stand his third grade elementary teacher. Yes, and, yeah. yes, which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Well, but it's, yeah, in, all, it's, it's in every good way. It's a good character she's reference. Like 85, she's like 85 years old. She's remembering like specific like fucking assignments and shit, dude. There's no hey. fucking way, dude. Hey. No way. Like I said, everybody knows Luther, okay? <laughs> yeah, if anything, the lawyer should have asked for a fucking change of venue. <laughs> right? Everybody knows everybody there. <laughs> that would have been automatic, without question. That would have been the first thing done. Your uh, Honor, I yeah. file for change of venue. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, oh, don't worry, I got to trick up my sleeve, too. Oh, and boy. He calls the craziest fucking person on the planet to put on the <laughs> Yeah. The guy uh, that had his meeting on Mars the other night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the, the guy that played him, that was Don Knotts' comedic partner at one time. They had, oh, really? like, yeah. Another scene I love was the elevator scene. Oh, yeah. It's just great. I, it just, so, and I, I thought when that was I first watched that, When I first watched that scene when I was a kid, I thought it was hilarious, too. But, you know, when I watch it now, I'm like, I'm wondering if it's shit's like, if it's all choreographed or anything, or if there's actually errors to that filming and they just kept it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. Cause I, I think like all when Don Knotts, when he goes to, when he says step up and then he goes to step up and it, it, it drops down, <laughs> you, you could really see him like take a, a role, you know, and well, that's, I'm, that's I'm wondering actually, if that's like a fucking blooper or something like that. That's a stunt uh, double. Yes. If you Is notice, okay. there's a white oh, yeah. right before that, and that okay. was part of the reason why they made Don Knotts' character wear a hat, so they could kind of like match yeah. that. But yeah, he that rolls, was he was a stunt double. He he rolls in and then to the right behind the you know the bellhop guy, so he's out of shot immediately after he rolls in. And okay. I was like, so I was like oh, yeah. man, because it looked like he fell probably I don't know three or four feet down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he just. Well, to be honest, this is the first watch that I've done of this where I actually paid attention to that. Like, <laughs> is that Donuts? Nope, that's not Donuts. Yep. They stunt doubled that shit. No way he could tuck and roll that good. Uh, what's some uh, other quotes? Uh, oh, the, uh, the, the cop, he's like, you're CFC and you're okay. You're CFC and you're okay. <laughs> You're not CFC, but you're okay. Wait, you're not CFC. I'm from Rotary. Get out of here. I love that. I, love that. I thought that was hilarious. He, he honestly, 
his character made me smile a lot more than I expected him to. He was pretty yeah. pretty funny, I thought. I like that. Yeah, the two cops in this movie are pretty funny. The one with the glasses, he reminds me a lot yeah. of like Stephen First. Oh, in fact, I, okay. thought, I was like I was like, is that fucking Stephen First? And I was like, there's no way that's Stephen First. It's He's like dad. a kid when this is being made. Yeah, it's his dad. It could have been his dad. It's Flounder's dad. <laughs> yeah, it's Flounder's dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they, they, those two cops, they reminded me of uh, the cops from Halloween 5, Dave. So. Uh, oh, man. Not that bad. <laughs> All clear. Nothing above, nothing below. Yeah, I said they're that bad. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty bad. That's why. That's another uh, reason why he likes Halloween Five so much. There's so much comparison to it. Ah, uh, <laughs> I think you might have cracked a code there. Figured it something out. You might have. Deep. Maybe why Jesus I like Christ. Halloween Five. This was my first love. <laughs> Clownish, bumbling cops. Yeah. Hey, and the house. I mean, it reminds me of yeah. the the house in Five. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's why you like Halloween Five so much, Dave. Subliminally, you think it's the ghost of Mr. Chicken House. <laughs> Literally, what you're saying makes sense. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm, give you, I'm gonna give you that one. Right. <laughs> well, what about you guys? You got any other scenes that you guys really enjoyed or stuck out? Or any other quotes? I, I well, not necessarily, but I, I just want to say that I like the simplicity that they did with the haunted house and everything. You know. They could have made it a huge fucking mansion with a thousand different rooms, but they didn't. They kept it really nice and subtle. Um, yeah, they had the basement part, but that was a one sh- one scene and done kind of thing. Then the rest right. of the house was pretty much the, the the library, you know, living room thing, and then the secret tunnel upstairs. Then the, the you know the, the the organ room, and then the regular way out. And the staircase, right. you know, and that's it. It's in the front foyer. That's that's it. It was a very simple house and everything, you know. And I I, I appreciate that. It, I thought they did a really good job keeping it simple. I agree. I, I that's that's a proper haunted house in my opinion. This it's not fancy. On point. <laughs> I mean, you could almost say like it's kind of you know, it's just very basic or whatever. But I, yeah. it, it's good. I mean, honestly, if uh, my childhood mind, if I'm recalling what a haunted house would look like, it would look like. The inside of the Simmons Mansion, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I, uh, I agree there. They did a killer job on the spider webs, though, man. I mean, <laughs> I've I've stretched spider webs that I've gotten in little packs from the dollar store before, and I've tried to make them look, you know, suck. OG, but you cannot. I mean, they did a fine job in this movie of make, making <laughs> want, some real say... good looking spider webs. I'm wanting to say they use kind of like a cotton candy kind of. Uh, yeah, I can I picture know, that. Texture, know. you know, to yeah. get those kind of cobwebs, you know. Yeah, they stuck to his hands and stuff when he, you know, try and swat them out of the way. Yeah. So there's two quotes in this, and if you take them completely out of context, it really changes the tone of this movie. And the first one was whenever. Uh, uh, Mr. Kelsey was talking to uh, Luther downstairs. He was saying, you know, he was full of spunk. And uh, <laughs> you, you know where I'm going. Oh Luther said, well, yeah. like, you know, my mother, she was full of spunk. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, this, 
it, this is the 60s, man. Yeah. Right. I know. People didn't have and, such dirty minds. <laughs> and uh, the other one is, is whenever Mr. Maxwell, he was uh, having a conversation. He was talking about his wife and how she was vibrating all night. Yes. <laughs> that stuck out, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Those two, those lines really just stuck out, and I was like, you know, what? I got to bring that up because it just, it was really struck me funny in a very uh, juvenile and childish way. But uh, yeah, uh, well, that's <laughs> not, that's I, a I like that. If they remake this movie, they'd have to cut those lines. <laughs> I was just gonna re- reflect back on what I said earlier about the you and Ollie aren't, uh, and Alma says not as much as people think. I mean that. That line kind of stuck out as uh, a juvenile, you know, thought process for me. Just right. That's such a weird response. And what's weirder is, you know, Don Knotts actually landing. Yeah, yeah that is. You know. Yeah, yeah that 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 was a very uh, unexpected ending, marriage. You know. <laughs> yeah. That they, yeah, I did know, not see a, a marriage coming no. out of it. No. Yeah. yeah. He very wanted unexpected. to nip that in the bud. <laughs> yeah, if this was an episode of Love Connection, these two would not have hooked up in two and two. No. That's for sure. No, I don't know. It's to me, it almost made like the ending just a little too neat and too perfect. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it it's a G-rated movie. I mean, what it, it's almost kind of like, what do you expect? You but know? it also leaves you kind of like Halloween, like uh, oh, is the murderer still out there? Because you know the piano starts playing by itself and. Well, yeah, the ghost of Mr. Simmons or Mrs. Simmons, yeah. Yeah. And I do like that. I like how the organ starts playing and it blends right into the the closed credit music. And Yeah. I I like that, though. So did you guys know that there is a rarely seen original cut of this movie? And it basically just revolves around the uh, scene where the portrait is stabbed. And it, they explain that. And uh, it goes, Kelsey had a printed copy of the portrait, and he placed it on the backside on one of the landings uh, that was on the stair- staircase. And when he pressed the secret button, the portrait turned to reveal the shears stuck in the throat with the red paint. And this was ended up, this ended up being cut from all the other prints. And apparently has only been seen a few times in theaters and a couple times on some uh, TV viewings. And that's it. Wow. I can honestly say I've not seen that. No, me either. And I, I kind of want to. I want to. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that could be on YouTube, perhaps. I didn't uh, think the look of that, but maybe that's there. That'd be worth uh, looking into, perhaps. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that there was a, a cut of this that, yeah, I had no knowledge of. Yeah, it surprised me. wonder why they just didn't include it. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. I, mean, I guess if they really, because it's at an hour and a half, I believe. It, right, and that's right about the money, like the magic so. number. That's probably what and they that's want. That's probably the reason. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's fine that that it was left ambiguous. I think. I agree. Sure. Less is because then it makes you want with the way it ends with the organ playing. It makes you f- seem as if either Mister and or Mrs. Simmons are out there. You know, they're ghostly specters. You know, and. Maybe that yeah. was why that was – maybe that wasn't a part of the gimmick. That was real, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Kelsey's lying. Maybe he was actually a real killer. And Mr. Simmons, you know, when he was a boy, he actually didn't kill him. Okay, so who did you think was the actual killer 
you know, when you were oh, first. Oh, Simmons. Because here's the thing, man. I've seen way too many Scooby-Doo's. You know? <laughs> no, Simmons is the fucking bad guy in this movie, you know. He obviously wants to destroy the house for a reason. Now, obviously, it wasn't for monetary gain. It was for uh, crime scene cover-up. But... Right, yeah. <laughs> um, there was enough... There was enough doubt for me that I thought it was possibly Mr. Kelsey. Well, and well, the in, the ending makes you leave, you know, kind of like that, like, well, oh yeah, at first, sure, I or I don't know. So, what do you think, Dave? I mean, do you do you think Simmons was the true killer and Kelsey was on the up and up, or what? I think it's uh, probably impossible for me to answer that fairly because when I saw this as a kid, I wasn't really as attentive to who's the killer as much as just enjoying the Luther Heggs story. So like by, by watching it that way the first time and I know who the killer is by the second time I watch it at that point, I'm not going to think about who the killer is. So it never was addressed for me. Right on. Okay. Okay. I didn't have a moment where I wondered, I guess. Took it for what it was. Yeah. Took it for what it was. I mean, they, well, they definitely left room for a sequel. Oh yeah, it, yeah they did. Well, and it, and it made enough money where it could have, they could have done that, but apparently they just wanted to put Don Knotts in a bunch of different movies, yeah. you know. Because once this was a, a success, they signed him on for, I don't know, however many more movies. So I think it's like a five-year deal or something like that. That sounds yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't think he signed off for any. Uh, number of movies it was five years you know i'll give you as many movies you can get in five years <laughs> yeah for me this was his masterpiece of movies i mean i agree like i said i've seen the other ones because i wanted to find something i liked as much as this in his other movies the shaky's gun in the west and reluctant astronaut uh, and if you yeah. want if you want better than this, I mean, the, just watch the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, or Three's Company. Yeah, I, there you go. I I discredit or I don't give it enough credit, but every time I watch that show, when Don Knotts walks in the room, you know, it's like immediate smile. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. To be honest, I I like the Ropers better um, in Three's Company. What about you, King? You like Ropers? You like Mister Furley more? I like Mister Furley more. I'm split because they're both good. Sure. <laughs> I, and I and I don't and I don't want to sound like Switzerland here, but like I mean I love Don Knotts, but I mean Mr. and Mrs. Roper were awesome. Yeah. They were. Still. They were. I've just I'm loyal. <laughs> Don Knotts I hear you, man. Yeah, but I'll be honest me. with you. For me, uh Andy Griffith show, then it's Ghost of Mr. Chicken, then it's Mr. Yeah. Furley, and then Mr. Limpet for me. Okay. It's and everything else. Knotts. And then there's, yeah, everything else. Yeah. Well, guys, I mean, do you have anything else you want to tack on here before we head into our wrap up and ratings or any interesting little behind the scenes? Did you know or anything like that? No, I think think I've said I think I've said every bad thing I can about this movie. Do you have a bad thing to say about this movie? Okay. (sighs) If I really had to, like, think about it long enough, I'm sure I could come up with something. But I want to talk about one thing that I that always kind of struck me as odd because in real life, I don't feel like this is the way it would play out, but I've always been surprised that Mr. Beckett, uh, who was 
Dick Sargent, he went to bat for Luther. He didn't want to re- go with the retraction just to save face and avoid going, you know, having a lawsuit and then, you know, obviously going into trial. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's a, a definitely a move that you don't see very often coming from uh, superiors because pretty much they're out to save themselves, you know, when right. shit like this is going down. And but um, I don't know. I guess it's it's good publicity. I mean, any publicity is good publicity, you know. So that's what they say. He has a small, right. you know, from a small town newspaper. I mean. The guy was a local phenomenon, I guess, at the moment. Celebrity celebrity status, you know, so you get proven just proven wrong, you know, you're going to get axed. So, but no, he he held out for as long as he could. He did well. Yeah, no, I just, that's something that always was like, with very little convincing, just like, all right, tell me again, Luther, what happened? And he's like, and just rattles off. He's like, no retraction. Just, just like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know. He's committed. But, yeah. Well, who wants to start this off? Who wants to take uh, the reins on the ratings and uh, final wrap-up? Go ahead, King. Yeah. It's your, give you... it's your shindig. Yes, yeah, it's, my, it's my party. I got I to gotta be honest. I, I tr- definitely put a new perspective on this movie, watching it, uh, you know, 30-plus years after my initial viewing. I mean, I've seen it multiple times in between, but like I tried to give it a new pair of eyes this time and look at it as a reviewer. Yeah, as a reviewer, I'm not a child anymore watching this movie for the first time. I'm middle aged fuck now, so (laughs) a working stiff, if you will. Uh, So through those eyes, you know, it sadly declines a little bit in my from my nostalgic rating of this, I, I would have called this a 10 all day from age, <laughs> from age six to like, that is what I was expecting. So yeah. it's not, a ten. Yeah, it's not a 10 okay. We're not yeah. that from age six to, you know, 30 question mark. It was a 10, but, okay. uh, yeah, it's still, I still love it. It's just not, it's just not the same as you don't get that childlike wonderment of seeing these things for the first time. And we're like that with everything. I mean, you're not going to enjoy it as much the first time. You know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> no matter He's what. He's talking about sex. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go down about two points, maybe two and a half. Whoa. I'm going to call it a 7.5. Wow. As, as a responsible – Mature adult, I'm going to call it a 7.5. <laughs> hey, okay, now, Dave, that I want you to go back and watch this movie called Halloween 5, okay? <laughs> I want you to go back oh, and watch this movie. That movie's give a me nine. Your, <laughs> give me your honest, <laughs> responsible adult rating. <laughs> All day. That's great. 365. All right. <laughs> this fucking guy. He's spiteful bastard. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you, Dave. I mean, because this movie is not a ten; it's not nowhere yeah. close to it. You know, yeah. so I'm, I I I, I expected to be a little bit higher. Six years old. Ah, that's well, I, you can't you can't tell a six year old that. You know, yeah. No. Especially one that was captivated by it. So, so seven point five. You're not yep. eight. You're not even an eight. No, I'm seven point five. I'm being oh, a okay. mature, responsible adult about this. And a movie yeah. review, uh, you know, connoisseur. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, there you have well, it, listeners. As a responsible viewer, reviewer, um, I'm going to give you my honest opinion about this movie as well. Um, I don't really have any nostalgic rating for this because, like I said, I only probably watched it twice when I was a kid growing up. I've seen it more since I've been an adult than I ever did when I was a child. Um, It was a lot of fun watching it with my children today. Well, child. (laughs) That decided to stick around. Um. That's cool. Though. No, I, I think I think some of the the lines in this movie, like Matt said, you know, are little. If he took them out of place, out of context, it would be. Um, but it, you could do that to a lot of things in the fifties oh, yeah. and sixties. Sure. You know, so, because lingo has changed and meanings have changed. So, um, but no, I I like the idea of you know the underdog story, and he's just trying to make it into big. Well, it he's just trying to be a big time reporter in a small ass town, you know, so he's not really asking for much, you know, um, it, him getting the, the woman is fucking ridiculous, guys. It's it's crazy. And it's like he had her from the get go, it seemed like, you know, so yeah. it, I don't Finish know. It's, <laughs> I, I wasn't I, I was uh, sold on that one. Yeah, just reeled in yeah. Luther. She's practically <laughs> begging to take it. Nip yeah. that in the bud. God damn, boy. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, like I said, the simplicity of the of the haunted house was actually a lot of fun. Um, me watching, comparing it to other haunted house movies, I go refer to, like, The House on Haunted Hill, which had a more serious overtone, of course, but still is goofy in its own right. Oh, yeah, it was comedic, sure. Uh, Vincent Price and his wife's their banter back and forth was I love that funny. shit. That's the best that's the best part of the movie in my opinion, you know. Uh-huh, I hear you. The the delightful hateful banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, no, no. Other than that, I think the uh the Simmons being the killer and Kelsey that open end thing, I think that's a lot of fun and it's cool to play with. Um for a movie in 66, I mean, this is a good fucking flick. Um I could see why it made a million and a half or whatever in the first week million two um and don knotts was already you know is his first movie coming off the andy griffith show it was going to be a success you know no matter sure. what in my opinion um especially yeah the first i mean week. yeah because i mean at that time don knotts i mean he was a hot ticket item he'd won like four yeah. or five emmys from oh, yeah, you dude. know playing barney fife you know so i mean yeah. that's a hell of a run so yeah, I mean, to pretty much just double your money almost in the first week back then. Yeah. Oh, Universal probably had a heart on at that point, you know. Yeah, signed them for five more movies or something like that. Right. Um, but no, I don't have a nostalgic rating for it, um, so it's coming in true. It's a six, guys. I mean, it's a very fun, enjoyable movie that you can sit around and watch with the kids. And you're not going to expect the world, but it is a lot of fun. And I, the Don Knotts lines are fucking great, and some of those scenes are just ridiculous. And like I said, the courtroom scene is just—it's—it's it's my favorite. I—I I can just imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine just being a, a, your third-grade teacher getting called up to the stand and to As testify. A character witness, because, yeah, because you have an active imagination. <laughs> In it's the being used grade. against you. Yeah, in the third grade, <laughs> it's going to be used. It's going to be used against you in the court of law. So, 
Hey, man. That's a reflection on the present day. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, guys, it's a six, man. It's a fun movie. Go If you haven't seen it, it's about time you go see it. <laughs> it's like 54 years old, so go check it out. So, as I've already stated before, this is one of my favorite childhood movies to watch when it was on cable or to rent at the local video store. And it's one of my favorite haunted house movies of all time. It really is. Just because, like I said, in my childhood nostalgic view of what I would imagine a haunted house to look like, it would look like the Simmons house. You know, Um, the mood, the delivery, the direction, the mix of, you know, just the not really scary. It's more prankish moments uh, with uh, the straight up slapstick humor. I, I think it's damn near perfect, you know. Um, it, it does feel like it's a made-for-TV movie, though, and it makes sense because uh, director Alan Rafkin, he had pretty good run of being a TV director from the 60s into the 90s, did a lot of work on the Dick Van Dyke show, of course, Andy Griffith show, Bob Newhart, Laverne and Shirley, Murphy Brown, you know, so I mean, it makes mm. sense that that all checks out, um, you know, but it doesn't really take anything away from it, you know, because, I mean, this is... This is an ideal, fun, lighthearted Halloween family movie that, in my opinion, without a doubt, should be on anyone's 31 Days of Halloween movie watch list. Has to be included. I agree. I approve of that statement. Yeah. Um, Don Knotts is a comedic god, in my opinion. He's just... He's awesome. I love everything that I've ever seen him in. Barney Fife is one of my favorite all-time TV characters. And Luther Heggs is my favorite Don Knotts character uh, from a movie. Um, if, if you've not seen this movie, you, you, uh, you got to see it. And I can see a lot of our younger listeners falling into this category, given the fact right. that it is yeah. 50-some years old. Um, but you know, get your hands on it. Give this a, give this a chance. You know, watch this with the family. You know, don't expect the world. But no, no. I mean, it's not going to set the world on fire. And I mean, you yeah. know, it didn't win Oscars for a reason. But this is this is such a fun, fun movie. It's yeah. so enjoyable. It had been years since I had seen this. Uh, I had seen it maybe a couple times as an adult, as a kid. I don't know, countless times. Um, but like I said, I ended up watching it twice before we recorded here tonight, and it – I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, this is one – it never gets old, and it just – it floods my bones with so much of that nostalgia that I grew up with with the 80s. And just – it just brings up – it stirs up all that, that shit from back in the day, and I love yeah. that. So there you with go. that being said, with that being said <laughs> – Somehow, I'm coming out the high man on a totem pole. This is an 8 out of 10 for me. I love this movie. Oh, shit. Right on. I respect the hell out of that, man. Wow. Great pick, Dave. It's totally unorthodox, out of the blue, G-rated movie, but I love that you picked it. I'm telling you, man, your past couple picks that you've got, man, uh, with Twilight Zone and this, man, you've, you've hit it out of the park for me, man. You've really hit the nostalgia button for me. Nice. So for thanks sure. for that. I would have never thought yeah, that, that you. uh, you'd been high on that than Dave. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> when he came in at yeah. seven five, and I'm like, no fucking way. 
But do do consider that I admitted that the majority of my lifespan, this movie's been a ten for me. So right, I hear you. Yeah, I hear being, you. I'm just being real honest and critical about it. It has slow spots. <laughs> it it has some slow moments and sure. You know, there's great sprinkled in, but it's got slow spots. Yeah. So real quick, guys, what is your favorite haunted house movie? Your favorite, absolute. Dave, is this it for you? Well, Amityville Horror has a pretty high spot. You, you can't take that out of my top spot. So okay. it, this is maybe my number two. It's pretty high. Okay. Okay. I like the House of Wax. Is that really a haunted house? So the way I classify that shit, do, do you consider like a, a house that obviously isn't going to be haunted? It's just under precedent of it is haunted. So yeah. it's not really technically a haunted house. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? I, I'd still classify those, you know. So. Okay. So you have a broad spectrum on that. My question yeah, so, is So any of we... like the murder mystery kind of movies as well, I would say, that take place in a house. That's creepy. Yeah. I say go okay. for it. Does the shining count? I I mean it's a haunted hotel, so yeah, sure. I mean, that's where people live sometimes. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that would be my number one. Okay. The, the, uh, the 80 version, not the made-for-TV 90s, of course. Sure. Nothing, nothing wrong with that version. I got I to gotta rewatch it. Carry on. <laughs> I hear you. Mine would <laughs> yeah, be Murder I, by Death. My, I mean, I love that movie, and it, yeah. I don't know. That house... The house was the fucking bomb when it came to like uh, just uh, shenanigans and stuff. You know, every room was had a yeah. little something. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest thing. That's you recommended it to me, and I watched it for the first time, like maybe last year or year before, fairly recently for the first time though, and that was definitely the closest thing to uh, Ghost of Mister Chicken. I liked it. I liked I liked that movie because it doesn't take itself seriously, obviously, right. and. It's it's a parody up, upon. Well, this one doesn't either. Yeah. But it, when it hits those fucking organ keys and shit, right. it immediately yeah. beca- it takes itself seriously, like with a swift kick in the ass. All right, well, hitchhikers, check out our friends Justin Ramsey and Aaron Scaletta over at the Raisin Horror, the Psycho Siblings podcast, where they review all things horror all the time. <laughs> so far, they've uh, reviewed such classics like the original Piranha, the Hills Have Eyes remake, Wrong Turn, and most recently, Wes Craven's Scream. And a little birdie had told me that for the whole month of October, they are reviewing all anthologies. And there could possibly be some familiar voices heard on a few of those episodes if you're picking up what I'm laying down. Do you smell what he's stepping in? (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, you got to give them a listen, Hitchhikers. Uh, You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Raised in Horror. Be sure to check out their Halloween horror anthology theme for October from the Psycho Siblings Raised in Horror podcast. Find them now on your favorite podcasting app or movie fans. So this brings us to where, obviously, we're in October now. We're in the spooky season, our kind of like our Christmas before Christmas in a way. Um, so last year, 
we went big. We reviewed the entire Halloween franchise, which was absolutely insane uh, <laughs> uh, upon looking back on that, you know, with hindsight. And uh, obviously had an impact on how we went about planning this year's. But uh, uh, we, had a, we had a pretty nice uh, giveaway last year. We gave away a Halloween 2, Halloween 3 DVD combo, a little gift from Salem, Massachusetts. Um, there was a King Art print and uh, uh, a trio of the uh, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch beer koozies that uh, went to Justin Ramsey. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, so far, we only have three things on here, but I kind of feel like this giveaway has already surpassed what this giveaway has got going on here. And so far, what we have, and there's more to come. It's not just going to be these three. This is just a three for right now. But we have an Arrow Special Edition Blu-ray of Children of the Corn from 1984. Uh, it has the HD presentation. There's numerous audio commentaries. There's a bunch of documentaries, about a handful or half a dozen of them. And uh, there's even the uh, 1983 short Disciples of the Crow uh, that I think uh, you talked about, King, when we reviewed uh, Children of the Corn yeah. way back yeah, when. I, I haven't seen a good copy of that. I just watched it on YouTube, so I'd be curious to see so, remastered. So, yeah, so um, Stephen King, the Night Shift uh, Volume 1, Night Shift Collection, there's yeah. a, it's on VHS. I think it is a so Disciple of the Crow and then something else from uh, Night Shift uh, okay. is on that tape. So I don't know if you ever see okay. it. it. There's VHS quality out there. So Cool. Yeah. So that's one of the things. The other one uh, that we got going out here for a giveaway, it's an oversized Omen t-shirt uh, from Fright Rags, kind of riffed off of the ACDC logo. Hell yeah, that's sweet. And naturally, there's going to be an 11 by 17 King Art print of your choice that will be included. And once again, these are not the only things. There's a few more things we got kind of, you know, we're tossing around here that, you know, mm -hmm. we might want to, do here so uh listeners you're gonna want to pick that don knott's print i got that goes to mr chicken is just awesome. it's a nice one it's good <laughs> it's really good maybe i should do you a fight want... night and a pumpkin head too yeah we should we should just throw that in as one of the prizes that goes to mr chicken 11 by yeah. 17 dave you know yeah, yeah we could do that maybe could yeah but uh all month for the entire month of October, only on Facebook, listeners, uh, there's going to be all kinds of fun interactive posts that we're going to have on there that we'll uh, put up there probably about every other day that you can kind of you know interact with and post. And uh, we can kind of just connect with you all and see what you guys like and see what we like. And, you know, it's cool. I, I, I like the bonding that you get to do there from social media. That's one thing that I think is a huge benefit and uh, one thing I really like doing is talking movies with other people and seeing different perspectives. So, oh, and but, get uh, ready because some of these are going to be hard, and you're going to, you know, yeah, you know, it's like picking your ch your favorite children and shit. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's, one, there's one in particular. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, pretty cut through, no doubt. And uh, I think you'll probably figure out which one that is pretty quickly. But uh, but yeah, uh, you you know, jump on those posts, like them, you know comment that'll get you entered into the drawing and uh that will be held on halloween day we'll end up doing a uh, facebook live video with the drawing and i don't think we're going to have uh on location from nhp up in salem massachusetts this year but uh they'll probably just be here from the 
mid-Ohio Valley, somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border. But regardless, Halloween Day, we'll have that drawing for y'all. So, With a special release that night. Yeah, yes, there is. We'll be having our third and final episode of October being released that night. So, All right, Hitchhikers. Well, this concludes our review of The Ghost and Mr. Chicken from 1966. The three of us here hope you all enjoyed our breakdown of this timeless Don Knotts family favorite. Be on the lookout for new announcements and updates on our Facebook page, Nostalgia Highway Podcast. You can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at HighwayNHP. We'd love to hear from you all, so hit us up, hitchhikers. And uh, if you want, you can check out the Kings and my own letterbox profiles. The Kings is Patriot1979, and mine is Matlog16. Um, it's a great app if, you, if you're not familiar with it. Highly recommend. It's just an awesome database of movies, and you get to see all different types of reviews and perspectives on it. So, And I know the Lord uh, recommends it. Oh, yeah, oh, highly. Yes. Highly. Yeah, because he's totally Go out rate that there. shit. Yeah, look him up. Rate it all. Yep. If you find that website again, uh, what is that website again? <laughs> it's Letterbox, but it's got a D on the end. That's why you can't find it, Ketchum. There's a D on the end. Letterbox. Oh, wrong. Yeah. Letterbox. Yeah. B O X E D, right? Okay. No E. There's no E. Well, that's not right. It goes straight from an X <laughs> to a D. I can't spell uh, like that. So. <laughs> And once again, all of us here want to give recognition and thanks to Sean Jackson and Cody Jones for the theme music they have composed exclusively for the show. Join us next time, where we are diving into the Tom Holland 80s vampire classic, Fright Night, from 1985. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. On behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Logston, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll pick you up next time out on the highway. But yeah, I do pick up your crickets, Matt. Man. Oh yeah, I hear it too. Pretty, I, pretty I, regular. I, I didn't really pay attention to it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll be perfect for the if it falls in the part where I say the electrician must be a Democrat. We'll just turn up my... Turn up Why sound? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's crazy. I can't believe. Man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you really? Is it like bad? Uh, it was there for a second, though. It was like yeah, I was hearing announce. Okay. I'm not right. exaggerating. It was pretty. pretty yeah. Okay. No. Well, I mean, I'm out here in the garage. I mean, it makes you know. Just being so. honest. I'm just being honest. No. No. That's no. That's and that's why I was asking. Like, do I need? Do I need to relocate? Like right you know. there. I heard it, yeah. You can it's... hear it. You can hear it right there. While you were talking, it was creaking. Man. There it like, is. There is it, it is right there. Is yeah. it noticeable? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There. There it is right there. I mean, Go I on. hear it. It sounds like it's like... Go kill that motherfucker. Oh. Really? He's, he's right now. It's not in here. It's outside. <laughs> Well, it needs ran the fuck off. Run it over to the neighbor's yard or something. I mean, get it the fuck out of there. It's noticeable. I'm not <laughs> bullshitting. You're exaggerating. It's really noticeable. For I mean, sake. I mean, if you want to hear it in the podcast. <laughs> now I'm stressed out. I mean, is it like, 
is there any rhyme or reason to it? Like if I'm if there's noise happening, does it happen, or is it like when it's quiet it happens, or it's, is it just it, random? It's really when you talk. So when I speak, that's well, when I, it happens. I hear it both when you're speaking and when you're not. I mean, it's it's whenever it rubs its little fucking skanky legs together. Four <laughs> legs. It's just whenever whenever it does that, that's when it happens. I can't believe it's picking that up. That's unreal. Again, if it was very very minuscule, I would tell you, but it's pretty pronounced. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Put a blanket up or something. It's it's calm. It's <laughs> calmed down in the last minute or so. I mean, I haven't heard it much. I haven't either. But it's probably out fucking or something. Yeah, he may have he may have ran off to the neighbor's <laughs> house. He might have heard me cussing. I, <sighs> All right, continue. I won't say nothing more about it. Just let it let it go. We're fine. <laughs> okay, if it gets like where it's bad, like where you just want to say like, hey, can we just like hold up for a moment just if, if i have to say matt i can't hear you <laughs> the fucking cricket please <laughs> speak up or tell it to shut the fuck up all right I'll, fair I'll enough tell i'll tell you fair enough all right coming to yeah. you from somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yes there it is there it is there you go there's your fucking outtake <laughs> Bam. You're welcome.